Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Bitch Prince. Since we are still stuck inside, of course, with the quarantine for coronavirus, doing our part with the social distancing to keep our loved ones that are older or have pre-existing conditions that make them more susceptible to the life-threatening dangers of coronavirus, that means there's more time for creative outlets, and that means two episodes in one week. I figured that since I really want to start this off with a bang, might as well drop my first episode on Monday and then have the second episode ready for you guys on when we will really be regularly uploading Bitch Prince. So you can expect a new Bitch Prince episode every Wednesday starting, well, now, today. So thank you for joining us for the second episode and devoting your ears to us twice in one week. Yay! Since a lot of us are getting to this spot where we need to work from home, the lucky ones, I definitely wanted to kind of be able to help you guys with that since I am a remote employee. I've only worked from home for a year, but it's still been a year, and my husband has worked from home for about six years, which, let me tell you, the years when he would just stay asleep because he didn't have to wake up until much later, and I would leave the house and kiss him goodbye while he was still in bed and I had to commute to work. Um, It wasn't wasn't too much fun for me. I didn't love that. Didn't love it at all. So now we both work from home. When we moved to Phoenix a year ago Monday, as you heard in in the first podcast, my company was awesome and allowed me to work remote and keep my job. So I'm really fortunate. And throughout this whole coronavirus, one of the biggest things I've been trying to do is really realize how fortunate my little family is. And my little family being me and my husband, Zach, and our German shepherd, Willow. We live in a place where it's very sunny and warm out. And so we can still go and sit outside in our backyard and not feel so cooped up like our friends and family that are still living in Indiana that really can't even sit in their backyards comfortably yet because it's cold and rainy and gray. So we definitely realize our privilege there and we realize our privilege especially with our work situation. We already work from home. So even though especially at my company. Most of the employees there are not remote. They work in offices across the nation. And so I am extremely fortunate that that is not a worry that I have had. We have been able to stay inside and be quarantined quicker than most people because of this. And we don't have to worry about our income and our livelihood based on the types of companies we work for. So we really recognize our good fortune and and our privilege. And it's really our job to do our part and try to give back. So one of the things I'm going to do with this podcast is to help those people that are transitioning from work from home. So first of all, if you are not able to work from home, if you have a job that you could easily do from home and For some reason, your company hasn't implemented that. You know, there's a lot of good resources online right now of how to properly communicate to your boss, your leadership that, hey, I need to work from home and here's a really proper way of presenting that to you. And it doesn't need to be anything else besides I am not comfortable working in the office and I would like to work from home, you know. This is just my opinion, and maybe it's biased because I am a work-from-home employee that <laughs> works my ass off. But, you know, it 
is management's job and leadership's job to know what your workload entails, what you need to get done, and be able to make sure that you are delivering. So if for some reason this whole thing around work from home, the stigma of, oh, you're not actually, what if you don't actually do work and things like that? Well, obviously you will do work. And if management and leadership can't tell that you're not doing work, first of all, that's on them. And second of all, if someone works from home and isn't doing the work, you, you still fire them. It works the same way as it would if you were in an office and not doing work. So it's just a to- totally null and void excuse, in my opinion. So definitely look online if you are still working in an office with a job that could be remote. So look at those resources because everyone deserves to feel safe both physically and mentally in their space and and be with their families and do their job from a quarantined safe space. And that will just help everybody because then we won't be spreading coronavirus at work because ew, ew, no, I don't want germs from my work people. No, no thank you. Very gross. So if you are working from home and maybe you're feeling a bit nervous or anxious about it, I'm lucky that my husband does too, so I don't really feel super alone. I definitely feel lonely in the sense of I had friends that were supposed to visit me at the end of this month and my grandma's supposed to visit at the end of April and then we are supposed to go visit my brother in Savannah in May and I was very excited and looking forward to seeing all these people. So my loneliness is still very privileged in the fact that it stems from being very excited to see friends and family that I haven't seen in a while living states away here in Arizona, and now I won't be able to see them. So it breaks my heart a little bit, but obviously I am a-okay, and there are people with way bigger worries out there. Everything is valid, but still, gotta check your privilege. But there are people that are nervous to work from home a little bit, maybe because they will be more isolated. You know, if you already live alone and now you're going to be quarantined and just be by yourself for God knows how fucking long, I totally understand that anxiety. So I'm going to kind of talk about how I work from home, how I really made that transition, and I really hope that it helps all my working women and people out there. So working women, I'm focusing on, you know, this podcast is for career-driven women. It's all about women making their bitch prince mark on society, on their career, in life. You know, that's what bitch prince is all about, is making that mark as a career-driven woman. But I still, you know, definitely think there's a lot to take away from here for other genders and people as well. So if you are transitioning to that work from home as a career person, here are some ways where I've really started that transition myself and some tips First thing first, you hear that alarm, you dread waking up, you hit snooze, your partner hears your second alarm and groans, but you still hit snooze, and then the third time and you have to get the hell out of bed. So you get out of bed and working from home, no, you don't have to put on those stiff, uncomfortable work clothes. Or if you have casual attire that you're allowed to wear at work, like my company, You still don't have to put on jeans nor pants. I hate pants. I hate pants. One of the biggest joys of the day is coming home and taking your pants off. Let's be honest. So when you wake up and you're ready for the workday and you know you're going to work from home, my first tip is to change out of your PJs. This might be easier for some of us because 
I feel like most women don't wear formal pajamas. I definitely mostly wear, sorry for the TMI, maybe. I mostly just wear a t-shirt and comfortable boy short underwear. That's what I wear to bed. I, I don't really even wear pants to bed. So obviously it's not even comfortable for me to quote wear my PJs while I'm working because I'll be cold and I don't want to sit in my underwear while I'm working. It just feels wrong. So my first tip, no matter what you wear to bed, is to change out of your PJs when you get out of bed. You don't have to put on makeup. You don't have to do your hair. It's so refreshing to wake up and not have to actually literally put on a face and a persona. You can wear whatever you want. You can wear a freaking crop top if you want, which I totally do. I wear crop tops and big old like cardigan sweaters over it to stay warm. It's comfy. If you have a cute set of, um, I know that there's this company called ARC that I love, A-R-Q, and they have really comfy like high-waisted bralette uh, sets with underwear and stuff like that. Wear that with some sweatpants and a giant cardigan. That is a frequent work from home outfit for me. So just, but first and foremost, change out of your pajamas. It will change your mindset and your persona. You do not need to get fully ready. But you really won't be in the mindset for work unless you do just make a quick change. Get comfy. Wear the sweatpants. Don't put on a bra. Put your hair up in a bun or in little clips. You don't need to shower or shower if you want, you know, if that really kind of gets you motivated. But really, change out of your pajamas. I promise you it will make the world of difference. And if you are a guy listening and you wear basketball shorts and a t-shirt to bed and you're like, well, that's good enough, I still say just change to a cleaner shirt or, or something. It just really feels good to say, all right, here we go. I am in work mode. You know, this isn't I'm gonna sit here and watch TV and sort of pretend to do work, especially when you're gonna be working from home, quote, full time. That's just not a mindset, you know, you can obviously be in if you want to keep your job. So first and foremost, change out of your PJs. Next, I just like to say to start your day with something that makes you happy or that makes you wake up in a positive way. I hope you don't wake up literally feeling dread, been there, done that. Lexapro's awesome. <laughs> so I definitely recommend if you actually wake up with dread to talk to a doctor about depression or anxiety and solutions for that or go to a counselor or therapist. Life is freaking hard and the day-to-day -day is hard and needing a little bit of taking the edge off because you have depression or anxiety or other mental health things you need to address is it's not the end of the world. It is not bad. It's actually really positive to be proactive. So if you're waking up with dread, might want to take some further steps there. But no one wakes up to their obnoxious alarm really excited to start their work day. And if, you know, if you do, props to you. I want to know what you do because I, I love my job and I still don't wake up thinking that. So wake up knowing that you are going to have something to kind of look forward to. You're not going straight into work. So for me, that is waking up and cuddling my dog. I have a German Shepherd Willow, as I mentioned, and although she is extremely overprotective of our household, 
She's fine with people outside, you know, for hiking. She's fine with people in the backyard if she has her ball. She's very toy-oriented, more than food-oriented even. But she is a German Shepherd, and she's a rescue as well, which impacts her personality. So she is very naturally protective of our house, and no one is allowed inside besides Zach and I, pretty much. So a lot of people think she's not as cuddly, but she is. She's a giant baby. She is our literal child. When it thunderstorms, she will literally knock on the door of our bedroom with her paw and come in and just be like, I'm scared and whimper if we stop petting her for two seconds. She is a big old baby and she loves to cuddle. So I always start my day just kind of rolling out of bed, just literally three minutes before the time I'm supposed to be online, three minutes, <laughs> and cuddling with her in the dark because she's usually on the floor in our bedroom. So trying not to wake my husband, I crawl out of bed and I just cuddle with her for a little bit and we just cuddle and I rub her little belly and, you know, puppy cuddles just make me feel good. Duh, who doesn't love puppy cuddles if you're a dog person? So that's what I do. I hug on Willow and then I grab whatever I want to wear real quick and I take it out with me to my home office in the other room. So I quickly will just put that outfit on so I don't wake Zach up in my home office and turn on my computer. And while my computer's loading, I go to my kitchen and get some delicious coffee. Not shitty office coffee, really good yummy K-cup coffee. It's a joy. So two, start your day with something that makes you happy. If you are a morning person, that could be a workout. And I do highly suggest taking the time you have now, if you are working from home, to make time in your day to work out. You get a lunch break. You can still eat at your desk if you're used to that. But take that hour then or 30 minutes. Take that 30 minutes to just do a quick at-home workout. So that's kind of three. I'm t-balling off of two and, and into three, so I'll go back to two. But three is also take the time to move during your work day. I know it might be too much to ask sometimes to say, hey, I mean, we're quarantined. Don't you have enough time in your day after work to work out? I am usually not that person. When I'm done with work, I'm exhausted and I want to do something that really, really, really brings me joy, like reading or binging shitty Netflix shows like Love is Blind. So, and that's just my reality. So I say to you, make time in your day during your lunch break to do a quick at-home workout. There are so many videos on YouTube and videos that are really just using your own body weight. It's so easy to work out from home, even if you have no equipment. You can tone your arms and your abs and your ass, and that is all that really matters, ladies. I mean, come on. And you can still figure out a way to do cardio because even if you have five pound weights, you know, if you move them around quick enough, you get that heart rate up. So take that time out of your day, get in a little 30 minute workout since you now do have the joy of working from home. It, it is a joy. You do have more time in your day because there's so many little nuances when you work in an office that take time away that you don't even realize, like water cooler talk or like people stopping by your desk. You genuinely can get more work done when you are at home because it's easier to time manage because there's nobody around you throwing a wrench in your day or blocking your time management or literally coming to your desk. So it is a joy and you can use your lunch break 
to work out and do things that you can't do in an office. As a woman, it is way harder for us to schedule workout time because it's nearly impossible to work out during the day. I can't go work out, get to some kind of gym, do a 30-minute workout, take a shower, do my hair, put on makeup, cannot do that all in an hour. But if you work from home, you don't have to travel. So you can do a quick 30-minute workout right there in your own home, take a 15-minute shower, and then you don't have to get ready again. You just put on your comfy clothes. So it really, really is a life changer. And since you're working from home, Take advantage of that while you can. Really, take advantage of that, especially since you can't really go outside and get much exercise anyway. So back to point two. (laughs) When you wake up, if you are someone that can work out in the morning, definitely do that. Again, I'm not that person. I am not a morning person. I am a death before decaf. Do not talk to me in the morning till I've had my coffee person. I am so thankful that my husband and I wake up at different times. I have always had to wake up earlier than him. And it is a huge, huge joy for me that that is the case. Because when he wakes up, he's pretty lively and chatty. And I literally do not want to speak in the morning when I first wake up. So it's good that I wake up first and get that silent time. If you're trying to think of some way to start your day that makes you happy and kind of wakes you up slowly, another thing I really suggest is not only taking time with your morning coffee or tea and just slowly going to get that coffee or tea, making it more of a process since you're in your own kitchen and you can really envelop yourself in that moment, taking the coffee outside maybe and just taking the first few sips not at your desk. Another thing that's kind of in between a coffee moment and a workout moment is yoga. This is not a promotion, but one of my favorite yoga instructors on YouTube is Yoga with Adrian. And when I was in a role at my company now, but it was a past role, that really wasn't fueling my fire. And it was one of those moments where I was equally as frustrated and bored because that is possible. I definitely wasn't using my skills to their full potential, and it was a very frustrating and not positive environment. I'm very fortunate to have the job and the team I have now. Love them. Love what I do. Love the people. But before, there was a good chunk of months where I did need help getting out of bed, and I wasn't on Lexapro yet, but I had to get shit done. I'm a working woman, and I'm a career woman, and that mattered to me no matter how I felt at work. So what I would do is I would find Yoga with Adrienne's Anxiety Flow. She has a specific anxiety video and you'll know if you are at the right video, if she starts something, I'm going to pronounce this wrong, yogis don't hate me. You can at Mallory.Blaine me on Instagram later (laughs) that I said this wrong, but it's called like Wujai or something like that, Wujai Breathing. And if you see her start that breathing practice, you know you've hit the right video. And it is just a beautiful way to wake up. Even if you stop after the breathing exercise and don't do the full yoga flow, 
it just really clears your head. And as someone who has depression but really wasn't used to having anxiety because that's just not – mine is very situational. I do not – have any chronic anxiety that is not really part of my mental health like depression is, I didn't know how to handle it. So I highly suggest if you're looking for a way to wake up slowly, do what I did, make yourself some mint matcha tea because it just smells so good and mint is so relaxing. Start up that yoga with Adrian in the dark even, maybe light one candle and just take 5 to 15 minutes in the morning to work through that, wake you up, and then you're just in a so much better headspace to start your work day. So number three that we already covered is workout because you can. So let's jump to number four. We're ready to get into the workspace. It is so important that you set the mood in your workspace. When you're working at an office, whether you're in an open concept or a cubicle or what, everyone decorates their desk. You know, you definitely have some of maybe the older women, not discriminating, that have a lot more tchotchkes. They've been there longer and they have a lot of little kitschy things. But even as a young person, I've always had some kind of decoration. I can't handle the gray cubicle lifestyle. It makes me very, very depressed. (laughs) So make sure that where you're working from, you set that mood as well. And I mean, step one of setting that mood is to have a designated workspace. I know it sounds really, really appealing to work in bed or work by the television, And honestly, like that's okay when you are only working from home like a day or two because the weather's bad. But if this is going to be a long-term thing that you're working from home, you really need to be present like you would be at work. And that is going to make work easier and your mental health easier, much better. Because at least from my experience, when I wouldn't work from a designated space before I was a full-time remote person, There would be times when people would need things and it would stress me out more. And the emails coming through and the to-do list tasks piling up would actually stress me out more than they would at the office because I was just working from my laptop without even a wireless mouse. And it's just not a good way to be working. And so I definitely recommend, even if you just do have a laptop and that's the only thing you have, you know, maybe try to order a cheap mouse on Amazon because it just makes all the difference to have an actual mouse, but still have a designated workspace and set the mood there. That designated workspace is going to make you way more productive and way less stressed. I promise it has so much effect on you. You don't even understand. I mean, environment has an effect on you. So find a space, even if it is your kitchen table, make that your space and set a mood. So for me, I love candles. And that's another thing about working from home is that you can do things now in your workspace that you can't do at work maybe. I can't have a candle at my office in Indiana. So I have candles in my home office and I love just lighting those scented or not. I love that feel. I love think candles create a whole new mood in any single room. So they're definitely in my home office. I also, since I have a designated workspace, you know, I have two monitors. That's a huge thing, and that's because I work full-time remote. So maybe reach out to your company and see if they can even loan you one monitor so that you have your laptop and one monitor to work from as well. Just can't hurt to ask, you know. The worst they can say is no. 
as a full-time work-from-home person, I, of course, am going to have way more furniture and tchotchkes and pictures. I have a whole gallery wall of my favorite art in my office space. So I'm sure that even if you're going to work from home for the next month and they expect you to because of this quarantine, that you probably still won't have a full-on work-from-home office like I do since I am full-time. But it still is important to try, you know, even if you have some pictures on your desk that you usually have, put those pictures out, you know, on your kitchen table or on whatever table you're working from or the desk space that you do have that you're using that, you know, normally is just kind of a public space and now is going to be your workspace. Put some pictures there, put some tchotchkes there, put a candle there. Pull things from maybe other places in your home that do make you happy and pull them closer to you. Setting a mood will make this whole experience way more positive and honestly might make you not want to go back to work because you'll love working in your own environment way more than a shared space environment. Another really positive thing is you can listen to music and things out loud. I am so used to working with really techie people and everyone has their earbuds or headphones on and everyone's listening to music or a podcast while they work just in their own little zone and you have to, you know, awkwardly knock on their cubicle or whatnot to get their attention. But if you're working from home, you can just listen to this out loud. You can open your Spotify and just fill your entire room with whatever music or podcast you like. And that's really freeing too to not have to feel like, oh, I got to have my headphones in and this here and that here. It just is all your space. So I'm just warning you, you might love working from home way too much. So the next step kind of stems off of this setting a designated workspace and setting your mood. It's keeping a closed door policy. I know it might be hard to find a space where you can actually physically close a door. Not everyone's going to have this like perfect home office and you might be working from a public space table and that's okay. But have some kind of closed door quote policy. This is especially important If you do have other family members that are now going to work from home as well, especially if it's new to both of you, and of course if you're a working mom, if you have kids and now the kids are home and now you're home and the kids have to learn and you have to work and it's just a crazy hot mess, you need to have some kind of closed door policy where it's mom needs to get this work done from this time to this time, mom has to be heads down and she cannot look at your Barbie. (laughs) Or she cannot help you with your creative project. Or she cannot help you color in the lines right now. Just between these hours. It could be a great chance to teach your kids how to tell time. And if you have kids, one way of doing this is to make a fun little sign. Have that be a project that your kids actually make you a sign. I'm sure... There are other people in your normal workspace that have like maybe red and green cards that are, hey, you can come knock on my cubicle or my office door or red for please don't bother me. I'm in a super important meeting or I have a deadline to get some stuff done. Use that kind of policy with your kids. Make it, make them part of it. They can create the sign. And then if they see that sign, they'll probably make a game out of it and keep popping up and being like, oh, nope. Nope, the sign's still there and maybe play a weird hide and seek kind of game dealing with it. So have a closed door policy because if you don't, you will 
get stressed and you don't want to get behind and you don't want to feel overwhelmed. So make sure that you have the time each day to get your shit done without so many distractions. The next point, and to be honest, I think I've lost track of what number I'm on. Is it five? It might be five. We'll go with five. Five is to take breaks. It is so easy when you work from home to forget to take a break. A lot of people think, oh, you have more freedom, and you do. It is a joy. I've said joy so many times. Guys, I freaking love working from home. It's amazing to be able to just walk to my kitchen and get my lunch and get some coffee and not have to partake in water cooler talk. I'm an ambivert. I can be very social, and I am really good at social situations, But I really need my recharge time and I love being alone. So working from home is really good for me because I can be that career woman on the phone and then shut it down. I'm not stuck in an office for eight hours where I have to literally hold that persona up for eight hours straight. I absolutely love not having to partake in water cooler talk. Nothing against my coworkers at all. It's just me. It's just how I am. So make sure that you are taking breaks. When you work from home, it is so easy to just say, oh, well, I need to make sure that they know I'm working and I, want, I don't want them to think that I'm messing around and all these kinds of things. They will know that you're doing your work. You know, be available and things like that. Make sure you are on whatever chat device that your company uses, whether it's Slack or some kind of AIM thing. I just showed my age there saying AIM, but you know what I mean link, whatever. Make sure that you take these breaks. It is going to be difficult to step away from your desk. You might have anxiety doing it, but even if it is 10 to 15 minutes, unplug. Grab your coffee or your tea. Take it in another room. Take it outside and just breathe without a phone or computer in your face for like 15 minutes. You could meditate for a second. I love Headspace. Again, not an ad. Do a quick five-minute meditation. You have got to take breaks. And if you start feeling guilty about it, just think of your normal workspace. You do take breaks. When you are in the office, you always take breaks to go talk to someone, to go get some more coffee or more water because it's a walk down the hall. So you still deserve those breaks because not only are you still working, you are probably being even more productive, working from home because there's no weird fillers or distractions. You are just heads down getting your work done. Make sure you take time in your day to breathe and take a break and step away from your work. And I guarantee you, you are going to come back feeling way more refreshed and probably even more willing to continue your work than you would be if you were in an office because that 15 minutes really alone by yourself unplugged will make such a difference that you don't really get in an office space. So my next point, numero, oh God, oh God, cease, (laughs) six, is time management. This is, no brag, one of my strong suits. I'm pretty good at time management, but not everyone is. And it really is vital to working from home. It's vital in any work situation, but really work from home. If you are not used to making lists, have lists become your BFF. Whether it's using sticky notes, which is like a 
little looks like a post-it note thing. It's just a little app for PC users. Whether it's using a physical notepad, whether it's using your phone, or if you're just typing it out in a digital notepad, I do not care. Make a to-do list. Make sure you jot things down. You should probably already be doing these kinds of things at work, but sometimes it's a little bit more important to do it when you work from home because then number seven, you make sure you give yourself a stopping time. So if you manage your time well and you schedule that to-do list, then you are going to really be a lot better and do a better job of respecting whatever time you're supposed to stop working. Now, I know that each day is different. There have been days where I have worked till 8 p.m. on a Friday because some stuff just needed to get done. There's always those days. But if you're going to be working from home on a weekly basis now, even for a week or a month, you need to make sure that you are still saying, okay, I am done with work at the same time that you would be done with work if you were in the office. And a key part of that is making a to-do list, making sure you're still blocking out your calendar if you need time where you want heads down, where no one can schedule a meeting. You need to have that to-do list to keep yourself accountable. And let's be honest, working women. There are some of us who can get a little sidetracked, and that is okay. And you might kind of daydream and doze off or say, hey, I'm just going to take a quick break and watch a YouTube video. And then you're like, shit, I think I just wasted my lunch hour watching an hour of videos going down a YouTube dark hole. It can happen to the best of us, especially when you don't have peers around you staring at your computer. When that fear of people seeing what you're doing goes away, then yes, you do have more responsibility on yourself to make sure you still get shit done. So have that to-do list. But then seven, give yourself a stopping time. You don't owe anyone extra work hours. You are still doing the same amount of work working from home. You are not worth any less. Your value is not less. Stop when the work is done. You still have a today and a tomorrow and a next day. And if you say, hey, it's 5 p.m. or it's 5.30 p.m., and there's still a couple things that need to get done but don't need to get done today, it is still a work day and you can move it to the next day. You can get it done tomorrow. My next point, number eight, is go to bed early. So this will be my final point to kind of close us off here. Once you have given yourself a stopping time and it is time to, you know, you go and you do your thing in your quarantine, whether it's watching TV or reading or painting, I don't know your hobbies, but when it's bedtime, follow number eight and go to bed early. It is going to be so, 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 so tempting to stay up late working from home because, oh, well, I don't have to get ready tomorrow. I'm going to be fine. I can handle it. I don't have to talk to people unless it's a meeting. I won't be as drained emotionally because I don't have to do the water cooler talk. I can totally handle going to bed at midnight. If you normally go to bed at 10, go the fuck to bed at 10. I am your mom now. I am your work from home mommy. And I am telling you it is flippity flopping bedtime. Go to bed. I have, in my own experience, working from home, noticed that if I stay up too late, I am more tired the next day, and it is harder 
to work. This is the only case where it is harder to work at home than it is in an office. Um, if, if Well, the hardest case is still if you don't have a proper setup to really effectively work, you know, that whole dual screen thing. But the second biggest thing is if you do not get your rest and you wake up tired, you don't have people in the background that are kind of inadvertently peer pressuring you very you know they're not trying to peer pressure you but just having work people around you makes you say all right I need to keep my persona you've got your work persona and so you're playing that role for those eight hours and you're getting stuff done because people are watching you they are (laughs) people look at other people at work they notice people it's just part of the day even if they're not trying to So when you do work from home, there's not someone staring at you. And so that does make you feel a little bit less urgent and you still need to get your shit done. So even though you might want to have a glass of wine on a Monday, well, (laughs) or a bottle, I don't know. I I average about two glasses if I'm going to have a little wine time. Even though you think, hey, I'm working from home tomorrow. I can have a little seven and seven right now. It's Monday, but Tuesday I'll be totally fine. It's not a big deal. It It is a big deal. You need to still keep whatever rules you set for yourself during a normal work week during a work from home week. Because if you don't, you will end up completely drained. I do not drink on Mondays or Tuesdays. I try to also not drink on Wednesdays, but sometimes I want to make pasta and have some wine Wednesday. It happens. But try not to drink early in the week if you don't normally. And listen to your work from home mama and go to bed early. If you wake up tired or you wake up hungover and there's not someone behind you that's pressuring you to keep your work persona and get your shit done, it is going to be so much harder to get the motivation to get it done. I'm not saying you won't get it done at all. I'm not saying that you won't get it done. I'm saying that it is going to actually be 10 times harder to get that motivation inside you to get it done when you are tired or hungover, especially if you're both and you are not in that workspace environment where there is more of a persona and workload pressure. So seriously, go the fuck to bed. This is not a party. I know we're in a quarantine, but we still got to get our shit done. And if you do have the ability to work from home, you got to consider yourself lucky that You are not going to have to worry about your income or your livelihood. It is still really a positive thing to work from home. While I do think everyone deserves it, it's still something to be thankful about and to handle responsibly and make sure that you are at your best. So those are my tips that during the coronavirus quarantine, how you guys can really start working from home and enjoying it, still being as productive, if not more productive, but also enjoying your space and not waking up feeling unorganized or discombobulated or anything and feeling confident in your work from home space. And I mean, hella comfier than you would be at the office. Am I right? So to close us out, my little shout out for today is actually going to be one of my favorite local businesses. By local, I mean Phoenix, Arizona. There is a business uh, that's a brick and mortar shop called Local Nomad, the Local Nomad, which I love the name. And the aesthetic is so deserty with all that kind of like pine colored light wood. And it's just absolutely lovely. And they have the cutest jewelry 
and tchotchkes and they have amazing like candles and local products and clothing even jewelry I love it so I'm giving a shout out to Local Nomad because they are one of the really popular brick and mortar shops for women especially women around my age you know I'm 28 I'm still a millennial but it is really, really a popular go-to spot for women and for women in the community. So I definitely suggest checking them out, of course, on Instagram. But also, I want to give them a shout out because I personally have seen certain things had to be canceled at this shop. At the end of the month, they were supposed to have this really amazing event where um, a woman that I know via online is releasing one of her poetry books and other people that are locally famous I suppose in the area were going to come in and it was going to be a huge mental health talk and panel. I was so excited about it and they are still going to have it. They're just rescheduling. I've already bought my ticket but a lot of companies are having to reschedule all of these kinds of events And even more so, so many companies and restaurants and bars, they're closing now, folks. It started and it's only going to get bigger that all of these brick and mortar stores and restaurants and bars, they're closing down. And I'm extremely proud of businesses for taking this seriously for the public health. But it's going to affect businesses that really are the businesses and artists and products and community that makes the cities and towns we live in amazing and makes them full of art and life and does bring together that community. They're so important. Local businesses and local artists are the heart and soul and blood of the culture in a community. So I'm shouting out Local Nomad because I have a sort of personal tie to it in that way since I was going to go to an event there that's now being rescheduled. And I'm also giving a shout out to it because, you know, of course, it's a women-owned business and I know one of the women that work there, so it is, you know, close to me in that sense. But for a bigger picture, I'm, I'm giving that shout out to celebrate them for doing the right thing, even though it's hard, doing the right thing in closing and just being an awesome community spot and store in general in Phoenix, but also for the bigger picture of saying we need to still support these businesses. Now is the time to check in on your favorite artists and local businesses or even just small businesses across the nation. Even if you have a famous business that is smaller that you love in a complete other state, if they are an ethical or sustainable business, especially you know ethical and sustainable clothing, and if you know they are a small business, it is the time to show up for them. So if you are like me and you are fortunate enough to be working from home, you still have that income and you are not one of the people that is genuinely having to panic and be worried about their livelihood right now and if they're going to get paid, this is the time to help others in that sense. And you can do that from home in your lovely quarantine bubble. So if you've been eyeing a clothing piece or a ceramic piece or some kind of wear from one of your favorite local artists or businesses or small businesses. If you've been eyeing that for a while and you can afford it, put that in your online shopping cart. 
or look up your favorite local restaurant and buy a gift card online so that in the future when this quarantine is over, you have a fun date to look forward to and you're still supporting them so that when this quarantine's over, your favorite local restaurant will still be thriving or at least surviving. So you definitely need to try to do your part if you can, if you are fortunate enough to help keep supporting these small businesses around the nation and therefore be helping your community's people and businesses and overall culture. So shout out to Local Nomad, shout out to all the small businesses and local businesses and artists out there. And I just, you know, let's all get through this together. So that is our second episode of the week, second episode total. We will have our next episode of Bitch Prince next Wednesday, Women Crush Wednesday. So next Wednesday, make sure you get a notification, subscribe, so that you know that the next Bitch Prince episode is ready for you. Again, we aren't going to be doing um, a Twitter thing or an Instagram thing quite yet. You can follow my Instagram personally, which is at Mallory.Blaine, M-A-L-L-O-R-Y, dot B-L-A-Y-N-E, and I'll be giving updates there. But if you want to make sure that you can wake up every Wednesday and be excited that not only are you midway through the week, but you've got some Women Crush Wednesday podcast to celebrate with, definitely subscribe to Bitch Prints and make sure that you continue to leave your bitch print mark, leave your mark in your career. See you guys next week. Bye. Stay safe.